0: Chew the Bible, Chew the Bible, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hey, hey, welcome back to Chew the Bible. We are now at Mark chapter 14, Jesus anointed at Bethany, reading out of the NLT. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread the leading priest and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed, or the people may riot. Meanwhile, Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon, a man who had previously had leprosy. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. She broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table were indignant. I like to say, ignorant. Why waste such expensive perfume, they asked. It could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. So they scolded her harshly. But Jesus replied, leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could could and has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. i tell you the truth. Wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. As I've said before, it's interesting that we don't even know this woman's name, but she's known as the woman who poured... The woman with the alabaster box of oil and once again go listen to the cc whining song on this you don't know the cost of the oil oh man i just realized my mic is not plugged in if i plug it in then it's gonna stop the audio so I have two choices. Either just roll like this, talking to the phone like I did, used to do, or stop everything. and Yeah, no, we ain't going to do that. Let's keep going. How long has it been like this? Did I do the last recording like this and think I was plugged in? Oh, well, sorry, podcast people. The sound might be kind of low when we listen to the last recording And I don't know when I last unplugged this thing. <laughs> That's why it's not good to podcast when you're sleepy. All right, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Judas Iscariot, one of the twelve Judas is carried. one of the twelve disciples, went to the leading priest to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money, so he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. The last supper. They were delighted when they heard why he had come. And they promised to give him money. I wonder if they didn't give him money, if he still would have done it. Was that his primary motive for betraying Jesus? Or was there something that Jesus said or did that caused him to... There had to be more than just the money as the primary motivator. There was something about Jesus that caused Judas to grow hard in his heart. Anyway, the last supper, on the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb is sacrificed, Jesus, Jesus, disciples asked him, where do you want us to go to prepare the Passover meal for you? So Jesus sent two of them to drew into Jerusalem with these instructions. As you go into the city, a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. At the house he enters, say to the owner, the teacher asks, where is the guest room where I can eat the Passover meal with my disciples? He will take you to upstairs to a large room that is already set up. That is where you should prepare our meal. Yep. So the two disciples went into the city and found everything just as Jesus had said, and they prepared the Passover meal there. In the evening, Jesus arrived with the twelve. As they were at the table eating, Jesus said, "I tell you the truth, one of you eating with me here will betray me." Mm. Ain't gonna point no elbows. Greatly distressed, each one asked in turn, "Am I the one?" He replied, "It is one of you twelve who is eating from this bowl with me, for the Son of Man must die, as the Scriptures declared long ago. But how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him! It will be far better." That For that man, if he had never been born. So when I read that, that makes you think that Judas is not in a good place right now. As they were eating, Jesus took some bread and blessed it. Then he broke it into pieces and gave it to the disciples saying, take it for this is my body. And he took a cup of wine and gave thanks to, to God for it. He gave it to them and they all drank from it. And he said to them, This is my blood, which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice for many. I tell you the truth, I will not drink wine again until the day I drink it new in the kingdom of God. Then they sang a hymn and went out to the Mount of Olives. Jesus predicts Peter's denial. On the way, Jesus told them, All of you will desert me, for the scriptures say... God will strike the shepherd and the sheep will be scattered. But after I am raised from the dead, I will go ahead of you to Galilee and meet you there. Peter said to him, Even if everyone else deserts you, I will ne- I never will. Jesus replied, I tell you the truth, Peter, this very night, before the rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times that you even know me. No, Peter declared emphatically. Even I have to die with you. I will never deny you. And all the others vowed the same. We'll see about that, Mr. Peter. Jesus prays in Gethsemane. They went to the olive grove called Gethsemane, and Jesus said, Sit here while I go and pray. He took Peter, James, and John with him. Hmm. Yep, Peter, James, and John, PJJ. And he became deeply troubled and distressed. He told him, my soul is crushed with grief to the grief to the point of death. Stay here and keep watch with me. He went on a little farther and fell to the ground. He prayed that if it were possible, the awful hour awaiting him might pass him by. Abba, Father, he cried out, everything is possible for you. Please take this cup of suffering away from me. Yet I want your will to be done, not mine. There goes Jesus' humanity right there. Then he returned, and I found the disciples asleep. He said to Peter, Simon, are you asleep? Couldn't you watch with me even one hour? That's another sign of his humanity, like frustrated with these disciples. Like, come on, man. Can stay up for even an hour? Keep watch and pray so that you will not give in to temptation. For the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. Hmm. Verse 39, then Jesus left them again and prayed the same prayers before when he returned to them again he found them sleeping for they couldn't keep their eyes open and they didn't know what to say when he returned to them the third time he said go ahead and sleep have your rest but no, the time has come the son of man is betrayed into the hands of sinners up up let's be going look my betrayer is here so just as they're about to go back to sleep, he's up. Never mind. The betrayers here. Judas, Jesus is betrayed and arrested, and immediately, and immediately, even as Jesus said this, Judas, one of the twelve, one of the twelve disciples, arrived with a crowd of men armed with swords and clubs. They had been sent by the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the elders. The traitor Judas had given them a prearranged signal. You will know which one to arrest when I greet him with a kiss. How do they not know uh, who Jesus was by now? Then you can take him away under guard. As soon as they arrived, Judas walked up to Jesus. Rabbi, he exclaimed and gave him the kiss. Rabbi, man, this cold-blooded. Verse 46, then the others grabbed Jesus and arrested him. But one of the men with Jesus pulled out his sword and struck the high priest's slave, slashing off his ear. He just says one of the men. He doesn't say who it was. Jesus asked him, am I? I think one of the other gospels actually says who it is. Jesus asked him, am I dangerous? Am, am I some dangerous revolutionary that you come with swords and clubs to arrest me? Why didn't you arrest me in the temple? I was there among you teaching every day, but these things are happening to fulfill what the scriptures say about me. Then all his disciples deserted him and ran away. One young man following behind was clothed only in a long linen shirt. When the mob tried to grab him, he slipped out of his shirt and ran away naked. I wonder who that disciple was that ran away naked. Interesting that he puts that in there. Jesus, before the council, they took Jesus to the high priest's priest home where the leading priests, the elders, and the teachers of religious law had gathered. Meanwhile, Peter followed him at a distance and went right into the high priest's courtyard. There he sat with the guards, warming himself by the fire. Hmm. Peter's like, I do see what's going on here inside the leading priest and the entire high council inside the leading priest and the entire high council were trying to find evidence against Jesus so they could put him to death but they couldn't find any many false witnesses spoke against him but they contradicted each other finally some men stood up and gave this false testimony we heard him say i will destroy this temple made with human hands and in 3 days i will build another made without human hands But even then, they didn't get their story straight. Then the high priest stood up before the others and asked Jesus, Well, aren't you going to answer these charges? What do you have to say for yourself? But Jesus was silent and made no reply. Then the high priest asked him, Are you the Messiah, the Son of the Blessed One? Jesus said, I am. And you will see the Son of Man seated in the place of power at God's right hand, coming on the clouds of heaven. Hmm. verse 63 then the high priest tore his clothing to show his horror and said why do we need other witnesses you have all heard his blasphemy what is your verdict guilty they all cried he deserves to die then some of them began to spit at him and they blindfolded him and beat him with their fists. Man, prophesied to us they jeered and the guards slapped him as they took him away Peter denies Jesus. Meanwhile, Peter was in the courtyard below. One of the servant girls who worked for the high priest came by and noticed Peter warming himself at the fire. (laughs) That would be me warming myself by the fire. I hate being cold. She looked at him closely and said, you are one of those with Jesus of Nazareth. But Peter denied it. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. And he went out into the entryway. Just then a rooster crowed. When the servant girl saw him standing there, she began telling the others, this man is definitely the one of them. But Peter denied it again. But Peter denied it again. A little later, some of the other bystanders confronted Peter and said, you must be one of them because you are a Galilean. Peter swore a curse on me. If I'm lying, I don't know this man you're talking about. Oh, my mama. And immediately, the rooster crowed the second time. Suddenly, Jesus' words flashed through Peter's mind. Before the rooster crows twice, you will deny three times that you even know me. And he broke
1: down and wept. Romans 3.23 says, For all have sinned or missed the mark or veered off the path and fallen short of the glory of God or God's perfect standard. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of the cost of that sin is death, or eternal separation from God. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Romans 5a says, But God demonstrated his love toward us, or showed his love toward us, in that while we were still yet sinners, Jesus Christ died for us. Romans 10 verse 9 through 10 says that if we will confess with our mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God has raised him from the dead, we will, not might be, not maybe, we will be saved. For with our hearts, we believe we are now in right standing with God and with our mouths, we confess that we are now saved. Lastly, Romans 10 verse 13 says that whosoever, anybody, everybody who calls upon the name of the Lord, they will be saved. So if you've never asked Jesus into your heart or you've walked away from him and you would like to rededicate your life to him, you can just simply say, Dear God, I know I'm a sinner. I know my sin deserves to be punished. I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God who died for me and rose from the grave. I want to turn from my sin and trust Jesus Christ alone as my Savior. Thank you for the forgiveness and everlasting life I can now have through faith in Jesus. In Jesus' mighty, precious name I pray. Amen.